0: All right, Matthew 25, I am reading from the Passion Translation, you would have heard this parable of the talents probably many, many times before, so uh, yeah, but I do love, you know, that's one thing about, that I love about the Passion Translation, so I, I generally read the ESV, English Standard Version, oh nice, there you go, you're well ahead of me, um, but it is one, you know, and, uh, and I, uh, I encourage you to, um, to utilize different translations of the Bible. Uh, the Passion Translation isn't a paraphrase, by the way, I know some people would call it that, uh, it is, uh, um, it's similar to the NIV in the way that it's translated, okay, more of a thought for thought, um, it's called dynamic equivalence, if you really care to know, Um uh, translation of the Bible and uh, but he draws in the Aramaic as well which is really cool and kind of leaning on that which was the, I mean Jesus spoke Aramaic it was not uh, a language of oops. did you turn me off or no you did yeah there we go like shut up Brad <laughs> uh, move on <laughs> all right Matthew 25 verse 14 says again heaven's kingdom realm is like the wealthy man heaven's kingdom realm so this is a description not of something that happened or a nice little picture this is an insight into how the kingdom of god works heaven's kingdom realm is like the wealthy man who went on a long journey so as soon as i even read that i remembered uh, peter christensen's sermon from last week how great was that word such a good word if you missed it, you can jump online and uh, on our YouTube page and watch it. He went on a long journey and summoned his trusted servants and assigned his financial management over to them. So keeping in mind, this is not God gave them something to, you know, to, for themselves and, well, hopefully you go look after it. He assigned his financial management over to them. Really important to understand this because when it comes to any financial management in your life guess how much of it belongs to you zero percent guess how much of it belongs to god 100 percent. so everything that we do in our life is an act of stewardship when it comes to our money all of that sort of stuff so it's good to know he assigned his financial management over to them before he left on his journey he entrusted a bag of five thousand gold coins to one of his servants to another a bag of 2,000 gold coins, and to the third a bag of 1,000 gold coins, each according to his ability to manage. So again, he's not giving too much to someone. He's saying, I I can see your ability to manage, so I'm giving you a portion equivalent to your ability. So again, God's not giving too much to someone he's seeing. I know you can handle this, but we're going to see if you're actually willing to even understand in yourself. God knew their ability, but it's up to them whether they did. So the one entrusted with 5,000 gold coins immediately went out and traded with the money and he doubled his investment. In the same way, the one who was entrusted with 2,000 gold coins traded the sum and likewise doubled his investment. But the one who had been entrusted with 1,000 gold coins dug a hole in the ground and buried his master's money. After much time had passed, the master returned to settle accounts and his, with his servants. The one who was entrusted with 5,000 gold coins came and brought 10,000, saying, See, I have doubled your money. Commending his servant, the master replied, you have done well and proven yourself to be my loyal and trustworthy servant. Because you have been a faithful steward to manage a small sum, now I'll put you in charge of much, much more. You will experience the delight of your master who will say to you, come celebrate with me. Same thing happened with the 2,000. The master replied, you have done well and proven yourself to be my loyal and trustworthy servant. Because you're faithful to manage a small sum, I'll put you in charge of much. And there will be an invitation to come and celebrate. Then the one who had been entrusted with 1,000 gold coins came to his master and said, Look, sir, I know that you're a hard man to please, and you are shrewd and ruthless businessman who grows rich on the backs of others. I was afraid of you, so I went and hid your money and buried it in the ground. But here it is, take it, it's yours. Angered by what he heard, the master said to him, You're an untrustworthy and lazy servant. If you knew I was a shrewd and ruthless businessman who always makes a profit, why didn't you po- deposit my money in the bank? Then I re- would have received it all back with interest when I returned. Because you were unfaithful, I will take the one thousand gold coins and give them to the one who has ten thousand. For the one who has been given more, so the one who has will be given more until he overflows with abundance, and the one with hardly anything, even what he has, will be taken from him. And then he says, Get rid of the sucker. That's the Brad Joss translation. I feel like God is wanting to speak to us. We're going to talk a little bit about finance stuff, but I feel like God is wanting to speak to us today and, uh, and coming up about stewarding, not just our finance or our time, but stewarding the season that we're in. So we've got to understand that God, God works in seasons. Okay, that's just how He works. It's even tied into the natural order of the world. We have, you know, summer, autumn, winter, spring. God is a seasonal God. Now, not every season works in the same kind of yearly pattern that, you know, the kind of weather patterns do. But God will lead us into seasons for a particular purpose, for a particular time, and then He'll shift the season into something else. And it's important that we understand what season that we're in and the season that he is leading us into in order that we steward well what God is doing in the now but also what he is preparing us for in the future so what is stewardship essentially it's the conducting supervising or management entrusted of something entrusted to one's care So stewardship is always, I'm looking after something that doesn't belong to me. But I look after it with as much care or even more care than if it was my own. So I'm taking something from someone else and I'm looking after it for them. So a biblical worldview of stewardship can be consciously defined as utilizing and managing all the resources God provides for the glory of God and the betterment of His creation. The central essence of biblical worldview stewardship is managing everything god brings into the believer's life in a manner that honors god and impacts eternity everything that comes into your life that you utilize that to bring glory to god and to be a blessing to the world to the nation the nations all of that everything around you so that's god's design and understanding of stewardship So there is always upon us, there is the individual responsibility of stewardship for us. So each one of us, we are are individuals, but we're also corporate. But in our lives, then we have that responsibility to steward our time, our energy, our finances, our resources, our relationships, our own heart, our journey with God. All of those things are a responsibility that belongs to us for us to steward. But because we are not just individual, we are also corporate, God calls us into corporateness in the body of Christ, that we are part of a broader community, that God, a family that God calls us to belong to. There is also a corporate stewardship. So God might have you in an individual season, and he usually will, but he'll also have you in a corporate season. So if you have a wounding related to corporateness and community and all of those sorts of things, you're going to find it hard to participate in how God works. <laughs> but I want you to know, God puts you in community for the purpose of exposing that which is not right in you. It's not, it's not meant to be easy. It's, it's designed to be difficult. It's like marriage or children. It's kind of like, oh, this is hard. It's like what did you expect (laughs) like god's using all things for your good but they're going to be sanctifying you they're going to be shaping you and stretching you and molding you and making you more like jesus if you choose to let it make you more like jesus because a tough season can make you look a lot not like jesus as well there's a choice it's like 50 50 wow this is a really hard time do I yield and allow Holy Spirit to make me more like Jesus or do I resist and let and just step more into what is not like Jesus? In every season we have that opportunity, in every moment we have that opportunity but the exposing of who we are is good, like it's God's intent to do that because in, in exposing that which is in you, We also, he is exposing that which he desires to bring out of you. All the negative is meant to be because he wants to remove it. He's not trying to shame you. He's not trying to blame you. He's trying to draw out the true essence of who you are, which is his new creation identity that he made you and formed you into. Psalm 24 verse 1 says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. So here we understand everything belongs to God. Nothing belongs to you. Now, does that mean that I'm to be, you know, kind of frivolous and not wise? Well, no, because, well, it's God's stuff. It's not mine. It's like, no, no, that's even more important that I take care of what has been given to me because I'm, I'm looking after God's stuff. It's like if you've ever looked after someone else's baby. I mean, I don't feel like I'm neglectful of my children, uh, you know, like when we had babies, like I was very careful and nurturing, but it's like when it's someone else's baby, you're like, you're super duper careful, you know, like don't let the baby's head flop and like you're, you know, you're so nervous and you know, when maybe it's your own kids, you kind of, you know, yeah, they bounce, you know, like you just, you just know that. So it's kind of easier, but um yeah. But, you know, there's this greater care, this greater concern for that. And so for us as individuals, but then also as a corporate community, we're, we're recognizing, okay, what's the season that you have us in, Lord, and how do we steward that well? Not just expecting, oh, well, well you're doing it, so you'll do it. It's like, no, no, we have a responsibility in that. And God calls us to steward what He has put before us. So oftentimes, stewardship is related to finance, but as I said before, it is it's your time, your energy, your, your relationships, the anointing on your life, the calling on your life. Our body, our soul, our spirit, our investments, all of those things. See, sometimes we think, um, I was having a conversation with someone and they're talking about, you know, the calling on their life. Sometimes it's hard in, in leadership environments, particularly because we have unhealthy leadership cultures sometimes in the church or in the world. Uh, and so then people form a view of authority that is negative maybe from our childhood experiences you know we're we're with parents and all that sort of stuff authority figures its viewed negatively so sometimes then we in environments where god says but i'm actually raising you up to lead that we then can shy away because we go because i don't want to be the person that everyone else is going to think i am even though i'm not that person people are going to view me that's the thing when you become a leader in the church guess who you represent? Every single negative stereotype that everybody has about any form of authority in their life. Welcome. Welcome to leadership. Big target on your back, there's a big target on your front. People don't care where they shoot you, they'll shoot you, they'll walk up, you know. Um, No, it's not that bad. once you get over the healing once you heal it's not there, yeah, it's not that bad i'll look back it's the scars you know um but it is that that's kind of the reality of that but so it means that but we've got a responsibility if god says but this is who i've called you to be it's like well i have to i have to be that person and I, and I have to be unashamed about the fact that God says, but this is kind of who you are. I know for me, that's been part of my journey of, be, of being a leader and then God calls you and then he prophesies. So you're like, okay, what I'm doing right now, this is already way beyond anything that I expected. And I've said this to some people and they're like, really? But when I first started going on to a church at 16, I was like so ridiculously socially awkward like I could not have a conversation with people, like public speaking was just not anywhere on my radar or agenda or hopes and dreams of the future, anything like that. Like I could, I was just like, mm-hmm, yep, I just wouldn't, you know, I mean, probably even, I know, even probably when we started the church, <laughs> even after planting a church, it was like, yep, yep, that was Brad." Oh, like I'm an introvert, so I would, and I'd have to constantly be drawn out, like to be like, Brad, you've got all these people over your house, like come and talk to people, I'm okay. Um, that's it, that's it, that's it, yeah, I'll be, the, yeah, that's the thing, I'll be, I'll stand behind the barbecue, I'll, I'll, I'll do the music at the party, you know, I'm that, I'm that guy, um, but that was the thing, it was a singer, but but that's not who you are, Brad, like, that's, this is who you are, so you need to start to walk in that, and, and again, growing up in an environment, like, a, even a church environment, experience sometimes where, with all that authority stuff. So then you don't want to put yourself forward and say, but this is who I am. Because people don't like that sometimes. Well, who who do you think you are? So, well, I just told you, I think I'm this person. (laughs) But who do you think you are? I think I'm this person. Like, um, and I didn't, you know, you didn't call yourself that. But like all of this, like standing in front of a group of people, this was never, like 16 year old Brad would have gone like, not just, oh, that, that would be ridiculous. It would be like, no way. Like, I'm not, no, I'm not doing that. And yet God, see, when you yield yielded to the Lord, he, 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 just, you just, he forms those things in you, and it becomes a natural and organic process. And that's why, again, as I've said before, your personality type should never inhibit your obedience to the Lord. I'm an introvert. I get, I get refueled by being alone. I like being alone. I'm kind of probably more slightly heading towards what they call an ambivert, whereas I don't mind crowds of people. I just don't want anyone to talk to me which is why I love shopping centers. So I can just be in a shopping center. I'm like, oh, it's all these people and no one's talking to me. This is so good. You know, I can sit at a coffee, watch people walk by, do all that sort of stuff. And uh, that's me. We've got some other, we've got some ambiverts in the room. Yep. See, whereas my wife, Lisa, she is a, a typical introvert. The idea of going to a shopping center, she's just like, no way. I took the kids to Carousel after, um, I mean, la- not last Sunday, the Sunday before. They want to go to Build-A-Bear and get some accessories um, for their teddies. And, uh, and, but the thought, like, she's just like, there's just, 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 just no way you're getting me there. And I'm like, I oh, don't mind. It's like busy and it's packed and you're going to find a parking spot and you're crowds of people. I'm like, ah, oh, this is nice. It feels good. It's weird. <laughs> but don't talk to me though. So, <laughs> just, just, so yeah. If you see me walking through the shops, oh, there's Brad Joss. It just look the other way just walk the other way I don't know it's not that bad if I know you I'll, I'll talk to you but and I don't want oh that wasn't in the notes so again understanding everything in your life belongs to the Lord even if you have children your children belong to the Lord your spouse belongs to the Lord Your friendships belong to the Lord everything there but we're so we're stewarding it as if I'm caring for something that belongs to God it's I mean it is a key as to why we should love people even our enemies because God looks at them and says that's that's my child who I created they might not know it yet they might not be treating you rightly it doesn't remove that they're made in my image So again, you know, this is one of those things. I'm not talking about tithing today, but it is the principle of tithing and the tenth and all of that sort of stuff. Sometimes we can think, okay, so a a tenth, if I tithe, then a tenth belongs to God and 90% belongs to me. Okay? So that's not actually what it is. So I just get, well, I can be frivolous and do whatever I want with the 90 because I've given my tenth to God. When we tithe, we give a tenth of. The full amount that we are to steward. We give a tenth to the church and we say, You steward that amount and I'll steward the other 90% for God. 100% comes from Him and He says, I want you to give this to someone else to look after and I want you to look after this amount. But there's nothing that says, And so I could just spend it however I want. Now, again, God, I think, is okay with blessing you and you can have nice things you can buy stuff like it's not like you have to be like every dollar or every cent like okay should I be you know doing this here and you know it's it's not about that but it's something to say but we recognize there's a weight to it there's a weight to those things to say this is not just mine to do whatever I want with this is God's and I have to always be keeping in mind and be aware that he would want me to invest this and spend this in a way that's in line with his heart and his intentions 1 Corinthians 6, 19 says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. So when it comes to even our physical self, we have a responsibility that we've we made an exchange with God. When he said, would you like salvation? Would you like the gift of my son? Would you like the Holy Spirit? And we say, yes. They said, well, then I'll have you. You get all of me, but I've got to have all of you. Which really is a pretty sucky deal for God, but you know clearly he thinks the investment is wise. So if you're ever feeling like oh, I'm just not, you know, I'm just not worthy, I'm just not like God sent his son to die for you. So that's that's bottom line, that's pretty inherent wealth and value in yourself. But we're also then to look at, okay, so God's bringing us into a season. Well, it means that we have to steward ourselves and steward the season well corporately as a church community. But if we only live by principles and not by His presence, we will apply a wisdom from the previous season that doesn't apply to the current season. So the Scriptures are filled with principles, okay so we can take a principle of generosity you know if if you're generous you know God loves that like he he, he will be generous back to you there is a principle tied into the kingdom sowing and reaping all of that sort of stuff there are principles inherently tied in so I think we should practice those as normal things but you could have a season where God says you need to save your money in this season okay I'm like okay so but if I took that as a principle God wants me to save all my money so I'm just saving, saving, saving. And the season changed and then God's like, I want you to spend your money. If I'm not hearing his voice, if I'm not being led by his presence, then I'll stay in a season of saving when he's got me in a season of spending. I'm just using that as an analogy with, with financial stuff. So you could have say, you know, I've got to have a season of, of, of applying boundaries. I've got to have a season of rest. As God says, I'm bringing you into a season of rest. It's like, okay, well then I have to steward that well. And, and I can't, I'm just going to be in rest. But then when the season changes, now, now I've got you into a season of work. That doesn't mean you don't rest and have you know, healthy, good rest, but it's like, now I'm playing. But, but, but back there, and, and I'm not supposed to be in rest. It's not, no, the season's changed. Yeah. So for us as a church community, we're feeling like there's some areas where the season is changing for us. And it's weird because it can conflict with something that you felt like was maybe almost a value for you, and God's like, that wasn't a value, that was a season. That wasn't a value that was a, now it was valuable in that season and it's right and it was good then but if I'm shifting things then you need to shift with the season that I'm bringing you into you know it's like the the story in in Genesis of, of Joseph and Pharaoh you know he has he interprets Pharaoh's dream to you know to store up you know the, the grain because there, there is famine coming but that wasn't a forever thing That was a season god saying there's going to be a long season coming up of famine so i need you to gather resources for that time but once that season was over they would have gone back to their normal process so in one season saving is wisdom and in the next season spending is wisdom and yet they're exactly opposite to one another And neither of them are godly or or evil, it's just depending on the season, depending on where the presence of God is leading, that principle will apply, or the opposite of that principle will apply. This is when they talk about a word in season. Sometimes God will speak something and he's like, but you literally five months ago said the opposite to me. He's like, I know. (laughs) And now I'm saying this okay, I guess we'll, we'll do that. We'll, we'll value that thing. We'll invest into that area. We'll cherish and wh- whatever it is. And so when it comes to even you know, being generous and pouring into something, so faith is assurance in the unseen. Faith isn't blind. Faith says, I see spiritually and I have a knowing of what God is going to do. So I act in accordance with that unseen reality until it becomes a seen reality. It's not just blind to say, well, I'll just have faith and I'll just do whatever because I have faith that God will provide for me. So generosity is a principle, as I said before, that if I'm generous, God will provide, but it doesn't mean I live then without stewardship. Well, if generosity is a good principle and I live by that, then I'll just give away all of my money and God will look after me. Now, I I don't need to go to work to provide for my children food because god will look after me i just have faith that he'll provide it's like no but you also need to have the responsibility of stewardship <laughs> to say but i've already given you the responsibility to feed your family <laughs> you know for me to take responsibility of but i've called you to, to father and, and you've got children and you've got responsibilities and a roof over their head all of those sorts of things so i can say i'm just living by faith But actually i'm I'm living by foolishness because i'm not stewarding and utilizing wisdom to provide for the areas of responsibility that i have in my life so we're saying you know it might be to take a faith step it's not blind it's like well i'm i'm choosing to invest into something that is unseen because i know that it will be seen it's going to come as i said uh, you know a couple of weeks ago when it came to this property like this is crazy provision I, i was talking to peter christensen after last sunday and he's like he's like yeah i could i could count on my hand how many times i've heard this happen it's like and it's one (laughs) (laughs) but in the whole process there was just a knowing that we were going to get this place now if i had sat down and calculated you know really with with uh with what you might consider you know wisdom conventional wisdom to say i was like this is not gonna work like uh, how is this gonna happen how and you know how is this money going to happen how is how are we going to look at all of that sort of stuff coming in it was just crazy but i just knew when the opportunity came i was like i just i just i just know and that's what faith is so faith is we're going to move forward with the expectation this is going to be a manifest reality it's not just saying oh well god's good and we want it so i guess he'll give it to us i just have faith that he, it's like no, no no faith is like i actually see it in the spirit and I grasp, and I'm, I'm going to live in accordance with that reality until God brings it into an actual reality. So when God says give, it is wisdom to obey, and we can trust in His provision. So we know. But again, we're not just doing something blindly, going, "Okay, well, I guess, I guess you said you'll provide, so I'll do it." It's like, no, no, I, I, that's an investment. That's wisdom to say that. Now, if, if you know, if to say uh, for with my family if God said move somewhere and I was like okay well we'll trust because you've said to move we'll trust that you'll provide but it's not just saying you know I feel like moving I'm just going to move I'm going will provide so see how there's just that subtlety but it's it's a big deal because God said but I didn't I didn't tell you to do that now he doesn't abandon us then even though we're foolish because guess what there's probably still like a smidgen of foolishness in each of our lives, you know, he doesn't abandon us because we do foolish things, but he doesn't um, bring the abundance that he desires to release in our lives. This is the parable of the talents, it's like they, they took it and they took stewardship and they, it didn't mean then that they were, you know, okay, well wisdom would be, okay, we're just going to do that, you know, wise and all of this sort of stuff, there was a risk that they took to invest that. But they, they did it well, because, and they knew, and this is what the master would want from me. This is his desire. So I trust, and I'm going to invest what you have given to me to steward. And the result is then, and then because you were trustworthy in that, I'm going to give you more. So they were proven in that season of, of taking what was given to them and applying it well. And so, again, for us, it is this sense of, okay, you're shifting the season. One of the things that we feel like God is bringing us out from hiddenness. And that's, you know, I mean, we've got a website. We've never had signage on a, on a property. Uh, we bought signs once. We just never got around to putting them up in the old place. And then we had, we're going to use those signs here. And then the council's just, like, jumped through all of these hoops and whatever. So I was like, oh, I can't be bothered. Um... <laughs> I got other things to worry about but uh but we I'm sure we will one day put a sign up somewhere um but there is a sense of like God's just bringing bringing us out of of hiddenness he's you know he's he's there'll be a a, a making us known now again you I could say that you could be like who do you think you are so I just think I am who God says that I am and I think we are who God says that we are I'm not we're not trying to be something I'm not, we're not after accolades. Like, I feel like if, if, if we were this ego-driven people, we would probably be a lot more well-known than what? Because, I mean, social media these days, you can get on and look at, do marketing courses on social media and you can get your brand out there and do all that sort of stuff. It's just like, I'm okay. Like, if I had a business, then I'd be like, okay, there might be some wisdom in that. But man, as the body of Christ, I'm like, ugh, like, yuck. And that's just me. And you know what? In six months' time, I might be sitting at a social media marketing seminar, you know, yeah, because God says, hey, you know what, there's some wisdom and there's some strategy that you need to know, and and I know that that whole realm might be, there might be a lot of worldliness on it, a lot of ego-drivenness, but I want to give you divine kingdom strategies to operate in the realm, and I know people, so someone like Ryan Lestrange, I don't know if you know of him, but God just gives wisdom and insight and utilization of those things because god's like well that's a platform and i want you to have a platform but i'm not going to give you the same strategies that i would give to anybody else to do it so again in all of that you could say oh but brad you are all like no self-promotion and i'm like yeah i know and then god says okay tom you need to start promoting yourself i'm like oh okay okay lord you know well i'm not saying that he is but it's it's like if that was to happen see that's where it's it's if I lived by the, a principle, I would get stuck. And he's like, I I'm, I'm keep trying to make you guys known and you keep drawing back because you're not willing to steward the calling on your life. You're not willing to steward the anointing upon your people or upon this place. You're not willing to let it known. You're not willing, maybe sometimes it's to, to receive the discomfort that comes with, with promotion or being more known. You know, you know the, I remember when we, for the first few years, Of our church, I didn't even put up our sermons anywhere. We had them this secret online web page thing that only our people could access. Because for me, I'm like, you know, I just don't. We're, you know, we're we're teaching things, not like crazy things, but things that weren't normal, probably for the for the groups and the networks and all that sort of stuff. All the heart journey stuff, just lots of things, supernatural stuff that we're teaching on kingdom stuff. And I was like, you know, I just can't be bothered putting up with people's petty arguments about things like i just i just can't bother because it'll annoy me <laughs> it'll, it'll aggravate me and i'm like and i don't really care about their opinion but then i will start caring about their opinion because they're being you know like that and um I'm filtering filtering my words um you know so i was just like you know just whatever just we won't do it but then all of a sudden the season shifted and it's like cool now we're putting out all this stuff and now we've got you know we do videos each week and all this sort of stuff and it just feels but it feels okay I feel I feel like it's it's right to do that and I feel a peace on it and a rest on it because the season shifts so again there can there's there can be wisdom in hiddenness and then there's wisdom in in the revealing depending on the season So it's not just about acknowledging that God has changed the season but it's also acknowledging my responsibility in that shifting of seasons. Now again I know I'm talking corporately you can apply this to any time in your life that you will live your life according to God's now wisdom differently than you would have in another season and that's good and it's right for you to do that. Now again I always encourage you and even in all of the decisions that we're making, we do it corporately. We have lots of discussions, lots of bouncing around. We, people have dreams and prophetic visions and all that sort of stuff. Everything that we're doing, okay, we're, we're listening, we're gauging, we're, we're acknowledging the prophetic voice, even in the body of Christ, wider than this church community, and we're listening to that the same should apply in our individual lives. That we don't just go, okay, well, I just feel like it's this, so I'll do this. and Because it might have, you hiding or resting might have an impact on other people. So it's good to, to draw people in say is this wisdom that i do this is this right that i you know take a break from this is, or this is this right that i invest more heavily into this is this right that i move house from this place to the next like that's why we have life hubs community life together and it's not about giving someone else the responsibility of that decision but it's about seeking wisdom that comes from those that are around us i'm like i, can't, I, can't, I need to weigh this up because to make that decision is a stewardship decision So I want to do that with as much wisdom that I can gain from those around us. Yes. So if we are not living in the presence of God, then getting that wisdom from around us can be unhelpful. Yes. So that would be corporately, again, as a community. This is the thing where um, I sometimes have conversations with people and they're just like, man, I just feel like God's just calling me to um you know to to quit my job and to invest in this thing and usually the question i ask like if they're married then i say what does your wife think you know or what does your husband think or you know what does your life hub think like just get those because to make that decision you're going to cost someone now you say i just feel like god's calling us to move to africa and some remote village there and we're just going to sell all of our stuff and go there i'm like okay what do your kids think?" because that's that's important because that's who that's going to primarily impact they're like oh no super scared okay well then you probably need to listen to that voice of reason now if it's fear do the fear journey to come out of fear like that's okay but it's not saying so, oh that's just fear so we just need to do it anyway and you'll get no no it's, that's to love your family well all of that sort of stuff um but sometimes there's that thing to say and oftentimes i'll be like and but if god's speaking to you and i see it on your life I was like, you know what, that's not conventional wisdom. But I trust. For me, to leave my job and opportunity as to be an electrician, to become a, a youth pastor at the time, you know, I had, I had wisdom from different people. And some people who loved me dearly and cared for me were like, that's a bad idea. Um, because you can be really financially stable being an electrician. And you will not be financially stable being a youth pastor. <laughs> um you know there was no well yeah god looks after us but you know but it's that thing so so so, if we're in a community where we're not listening to the present we go oh well that that seems scary you know you really should get a degree and go to university and buy a house and blah 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 dot 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 i'm like yeah and that's that's good that's good that's a good principle but if god says but i've called you to do this i can't i can't ignore his voice and what he's leaning me into but again we don't just then run off and do i'll oh, do whatever so no no okay there's there's wisdom even as we do that to say well i'm going to go to africa and live in a remote village that does that mean that i just throw all of my financial responsibility away so well no it could be well rather than just selling all your house and just blowing all your money why don't you take that invested into something or you know keep the house and get some you know people into rent so that you've got an income stream like there's just and people have that like godly kingdom financial insight and wisdom into those things i know like a number of us there's a, a it's called freedom corp so ian and ingrid tate and uh, and they're like kind of financial advisors and all that sort of stuff a bunch of people that i know and you'll sit down with ian and ingrid and they are kingdom like they they pray and all that sort of stuff led by holy spirit but it's just like i would never have even thought to do that because I don't know that whole run, but there is wisdom and insight even into those sorts of areas. So again, sometimes we think, oh, it's just faith God will provide. He's like, but, but not if he's speaking to you and saying, but I'm giving you wisdom, I'm giving you insight, I'm giving you understanding so that you can be set up. And you don't have to, you know, just go, oh, but I spent 30 years on the mission field and you come back with nothing. Is that God's desire? Is that God's plan for you? And maybe he'll then provide in lots of other crazy, uncanny ways. So we don't lay down the faith aspect. We don't lay down the trust aspect. But we want to say it's not either or. It's not faith then just lacks wisdom. So there's there's absolutely that God would say, no, but I'm going to give you wisdom as to how to prosper. Even in when you think, but there's no way that I could prosper out there. It's like, I'll show you a way. See, we understand that as seasons change i mean agriculturally and this was the the kind of culture that a lot of the parables spoke in you know it's, it's understood by I'm, I'm i'm not a farmer okay never been a farmer i wasn't i'm not a sailor so i know i'm sure my analogies are limited but but what i do get is that there is a season for like cultivating the soil there's a season for planting there's a season of growing There's a season of harvest and reaping and all of that sort of stuff yeah anyone any farmers out there yep yep okay cool cool we got that bit down but you understand that it, you you got to do those things in the right season otherwise there's no profitability from that there's no nothing good comes out of that if you do it in the wrong season you are doing the exact same thing if I was to sow seed in the wrong season or sow seed in the right season the sowing of seed is not different at all I'm doing literally the exact same thing and yet the yield is radically different because I'm doing it in season. So when the Lord says, now is the time for sowing, now is the time for reaping, now is the time for resting the land, like it's it's understanding that in all of those different seasons they have an appropriate response from us. And when the seasons change, the responsibilities change, the intentionality changes, my time investment changes, my financial investment changes. And if you miss the shift in season, then you also become unprepared for the next season. So it's not just saying, oh, I'll, I'll just, I'll wait for the next season. But what are you doing in the now? If God says, well, I'm just in a season of waiting, but what are you doing in the waiting? If you're in a season of rest, what are you doing in the rest? If you're in a season of, of sowing, it's like, what do you, what are you doing in the sowing though? Because you can't just say, well, the season's changed here," yeah, but what are, what are you doing differently? It's incredibly important that we know the time and the season that we're in. Discerning that is, is huge. So again, we do a lot of listening when people have dreams. And if you're someone who dreams often, you feel like you get God dreams, not everyone, all of them might be corporate, but please let us know. Because we love, like so much comes through and we see, man, this person puts out a prophetic word, someone has a prophetic dream, someone has a vision in a prayer room time, and God's just bang, 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 putting it all together. And you feel not just oh i guess all these words you feel that wow yep this is what he's doing we trust that he's doing something that's what it looks like to live as a prophetic people that god is speaking but he does it in a way that is just sometimes it's like blaringly obvious and other times it's hidden and it's secret because he loves just drawing us into that place he wants us to be in that place of dependency on his voice so when the season changes it determines what we invest into It's preparation for what is to come. This is what I've called prophetic stewardship. It's not just what's in our hands, but it's what is about to be placed into our hands. You know, it's like if you, you know, I I pick up stuff from, you know, Facebook Marketplace and all that, you know. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been somewhere to pick something up and then you realize I probably should have brought a trailer. Uh, (laughs) I saw a video the other day. It's like these people trying to get like a three-seater couch in the back of a hatchback. It's like, you are unprepared for what was coming. <laughs> um, but you know what? Sometimes it is. It's like we can look at, oh, well, this is, what's, this is what's for me for now. I can carry this. And God's like, oh, that's great. It's great that you are looking after the now. But I'm saying, but this is what's coming. So you need to actually prepare in the now for what's coming in the future. Okay? You need bigger hands. We don't want to get into the next season and God's like, you should have brought a trailer. I'm like, Oh, man. I'm too small to carry what he is releasing. This is the heart journey. Sometimes who's ever been, I'm, well, I, I'm not going to make eye contact with people. <laughs> who's ever thought, what's the point of all this heart journey stuff? <laughs> Raise your hands. I don't know. be everyone. <laughs> but are like, oh, what's the, what's the point? Like more, God, you're bringing out more stuff. It's like, well, you might not be experiencing the fruit of the why in the now. But you just wait until you come into the next season. You're like, oh man, I'm so glad that God dealt with my pride back then. Because my pride in this season would have destroyed me. So what happens in promotion. And God does it. He's like, man, I, I told you. Then I warned you. I gave you every provision and every grace. I gave you extra time, all the time that you needed. And yet you didn't yield to that process. Now I've promoted you and that promotion can take you out. It's like I've got to okay, I've got to do that work so that I'm prepared even for this next time. So it's not just okay what's happening now, and that's kind of what we're doing. I said the other week. It's like we're buying camera equipment. This camera over here. I was like, oh, part of you guys is like, oh, do we want to? You know, we're gonna be we're gonna be like that. You know, of cameras and you know things. <laughs> what? You don't think that? <laughs> You know, it's kind of like, oh, that's what, that's what those churches do. Or something it's like, But we're not, we're, not, we're not trying to be someone. We're not trying to be something. We're just trying to be obedient. And what we're doing, and God's like, oh, cool. So it's bringing out from hiddenness and this. And we we'll capture moments of what goes on. Like we, I know it's not normal what we do on a Sunday morning in our worship time. It's probably just not people's normal experience of that. But again, we're not trying to be weird. We're trying to be obedient. And so then God says, just worship like this and lean into this. And what comes out of that prophetic space is then prophetic songs and there's anointing and power on it. It's like, wow. And so we're like, we want to we capture that, that we could be a blessing. So we, are, you know, I love, we love Upper Room and what those guys are doing and their prayer and stuff. But they just rec- they're just constantly recording what's going on. And they'll find, and then they capture moments. Bang. And they draw it out. But in order to capture a moment, you've got to be capturing it. <laughs> and so that for us, but it's like we're not trying to be something. We're not trying to do something. We've got, we're going to have four projectors in the new hall. Sure. Yeah. It's a lot of projectors. But not because we want to like be all projector crazy and look at us. It's like, oh no, we're, we're like, in order to create connected community like this and have high engagement involvement, we're going to have screens on every single wall. So you can face any direction, and if you need some, oh, I don't know the words. I can look up and I can be there. I don't need to be drawn and focus on a stage or focus on one particular era. But see, that's our, that's intentional investment into something. Now, to be honest, the three projectors on the other walls—they're like 130 bucks, so whoa, big deal. They're not they're not super great. They're just putting text up, but but still, um, we don't have to build screens because the walls are white. That's it. Chipper did build a gigantic screen for the back wall this week, so. and uh but you know it's that it's that sort of thing so we're we're we're, okay we but then it costs money we've got to be investing into these things because we trust but this is what you're doing lord so and we're taking your resource anyway but we're investing your resource wisely into what you have for us oh thank you came to me late yesterday afternoon (laughs) (laughs) I stewarding my time, ripping, ripping out the front half of my car. So anyway, um, what we invest into in the different seasons of our church life sets us up for the next thing that God has for us. And sometimes this means saying no to good things because they are not God's thing for this time. So someone on the outside might look in and see things lacking, Oh, but you know what? You guys aren't doing that and you're not doing that. And why don't you do more of this? Uh, Like I think about with the property that we have, it's like, man, I've I've talked about like, oh, we could do homeless ministry and we could set up this and we could do all this sort of stuff. And it's like, yep, but it's not the time for that. And so it's like, oh, you are gonna feel like, oh man, like are we wasting resources? Like, well, no, we're taking all of our resource and we're investing it into particular things. You know, Amy is going to be heading up this transformation center. And it's just dream and downloads and all this sort of stuff. But God said, guess what God has said? Rest. Let, let the seed germinate. Let it come. So, but, it's like, but we could do this and we could oh, do this space and we could set this up. We could do all of these things and dream into it. But God's like, no, no, but I have, I have specific plans. God is particular about things. Like, I, I know that you can look at what people have done in the past and you could replicate that. Maybe you could do it a bit better maybe you do it slightly worse who knows but you could just look around and go oh, yeah, i know how to do that transformation set up yeah we'll have this and that and bang done thank you god but just because he says something then you then you sit back and go, okay so how but how how do you want us to do this lord i've got this download you know this is 18 months ago that it happened you get this download okay well, let's go and then what's the next step it's, and then god's like okay but now i'm doing the preparation for the next season And then you live in just like rest. And so it's like, okay, then we have to be obedient to that. And that's as a leadership. We're like, cool, we'll be obedient to that, Lord. And we'll wait. And we'll trust. And we trust that you are going to speak and do all of that sort of stuff. But you do it in your timing, in your ways. You know, it might seem like we're spending a lot of time or energy focusing heavy on one particular area. Oftentimes, you know, we might have, sometimes we'll have like six months. Focusing on prophetic stuff. And you get people going, oh, prophetic, 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 prophetic. What are you talking about? You know? Heart journey, heart journey, heart journey. Oh, it's all about the heart journey. What's this? You know, It's like, well, no, it's not all that we're about. But God's like, this is what I want to build in. Because you can, can, you can throw some words. Oh, yeah, we get that. I said, so, no, no, you don't understand. Like, you're going to need this stuff. <laughs> Let it sink into the foundation. Let it run its course. Let the fullness of the journey come about. Because in the next season, you're going to need it. Like, you're going to need some of that hard stuff dealt with. Otherwise, I could could lead you into the next season, but it'll take you out. So, oh, yeah, cool, we're going to go, okay, prayer room. It's like, oh, okay, praying, 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 pray, 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 prayer room, prayer room, prayer room, room. all about the prayer room. Oh, you guys. Is there other things going on in the world? Yes, but God said corporately, this is the focus. So we're like, okay, sometimes awkward. Okay, Lord, we'll just do that then. You cannot harvest what hasn't first been planted, and you cannot plant in soil that hasn't been tilled or is in the wrong season. Timing is everything in God, and He's not concerned about the timing. He's like, well, you could do it in one year, but I want you to do it in five. But why, God? We could do it in one because I want you to do it in five. Just shut up, (laughs) like, you know. I understand. Sometimes with my kids, can you do this, please? Oh, but I could do this or this or this. I know. I've asked you just to do this, please. <laughs> For the love of God. <laughs> Is it? <sighs> So it so been okay with that. Yeah. And it's been okay with maybe other people looking, oh, you know, so yeah, whatever. It's what we're doing. Do we get it all, right all the time? Of course we do. <laughs> 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 Not... So as i said before we feel that god is is shifting things in this season this whole coming out of hiding being seen uh there's a lot of words about suddenly it's like god will just quickly bang things will shift bang things will shift even things that you've been waiting a long time for corporately god will just bum. it's here was yeah uh popcorn um i do know i mean yeah birthing babies i've been in the presence so we had we had two of our children at home we did home births for the second, second two, and uh, and it's it's a it's a freaky experience. Not all the things that you think are freaky. My thing was that was the weirdest is how peaceful it was and quiet. Everyone's quiet. It's beautiful, as candles and things. And we had a like a, a blow up pool filled with water, so water birth. My wife is crazy when it comes to these things. You know, she's awesome. No pain relief. She's amazing. Um, but in this place, and I'm I remember I don't know if it was the would have been for abigail and so i stand there and i'm just i'm just praying in tongues because that's like all i can do um not all that i can provide but all all that i can do for myself to not be like to not freak out and um but yeah it's just like and so i remember sitting there just being like oh not not like I'm in a rush, but I was just like, how much longer? Because you just want to know how's the thing. It's like, oh, uh, well, that head's out, one more push. I'm like, what? It's like, it's here, you know? Um, but it is sometimes, like it's that, and there's this weird thing. The, it's like nine or 10 months in the womb and the, the labor can be can be long and all that sort of stuff. And then all of a sudden, it's like when the baby's head's out, it's like one more push. It's like within a couple of minutes, the whole thing's, it's gone from zero to, you know, to crazy. Uh. You know this this sense of you know p- kind of promotion and growth and all of these sorts of things so we're like okay lord well what do you want us to do to set ourselves up for that and i've always been one like i'm when it comes to financial stewardship i'm on the reserved side of things people that know me i'm just like cool this just not but in this season but then it's like and i know i know in this era we need to we won't be reserved so again i'm but i feel like but i when i know that i know okay this is the lord okay you want to you want to do this and so we just need to trust. And again but it's the knowing that this is what he wants to do so then the knowing of the provision that will come for it even if it doesn't come immediately you know there's that old saying that says if you build it they will come and uh, and i don't i don't agree with that and this isn't something that we're doing we're saying okay well we'll set up this place because we've got a big auditorium then lots of people will come as some sort of church growth principle because you've got the right number of chairs and the right number of car parking bays and the right signage and the right children's programming if you tick all of these boxes and your church will grow we're not interested in our church growing. I'm, not, I'm okay if it, if it does or if it doesn't. We're interested in being obedient to God. But this is what I say. It's not if you build it, they will come. But if I said it, it will be done. So that's what we're in. Okay, Lord, if you're, if you're saying it, then it will be done. So we'll prepare ourselves. You want us to stay this size for the rest of the existence of Paradox Church? Awesome, God. Totally okay with that. Our egos aren't tied into this. We don't care what people think about us. We just want to be obedient to you. But if he says, I want you to be 20,000 people, As a church, okay, God, (laughs) see the blood drained from my face. That's it. (laughs) But like, it's literally that kind of. It's it's yeah, yeah. You know, there's a culture in the church that everyone be like, oh yes, that'd be awesome, and then that's like, it's just not. Could couldn't care less. What I could care less about. What I could care less. What I care about is that god's will is done your will be done so if god says it then you'll do it and we can trust that and that's what we live in by faith you know what we're doing with uh, this whole home fund kind of fundraiser so again as i said last week it's not a fundraiser in the way that we're going to be like doing cake stores and raffles it, it is a fundraiser where you bring funds and you invest it <laughs> like that's it so it's real simple Uh, so don't get all complicated about it Um, now you might say oh I've got something that I could sell and uh, and you know I could give it to you and you could sell it how about you sell it and you just give us the money Um, so just you know (laughs) Um. yes yep we don't we don't want your old couch or your old TV or your old um, yeah your old curtains (laughs) yep But you're welcome to sell your old curtains and then you'll discover what they're actually worth which might be nothing and you can give nothing um so what we're doing it's not about having you know just raising money to have something to sit on or to be able to read words on walls and that sort of thing. It's establishing things for what God is leading us into in this next season. It's an investment into God's future for us in this land. Now as again, as I said, this is we're stewarding in this next season for what is coming and this isn't what's happening corporately here isn't everything that's happening in the kingdom in any way shape or form there is a whole lot of stuff as we pointed out with you know Neville and Fanish I'm like I'm excited God what you're doing here and what God is doing in your home in your neighborhood in your workplace all of that is God is absolutely at work and we love that and we are for that and we are championing you on in everything that you're doing and that's the exact same for me, everyone on staff here. We're all, we've all got these multiple things that God is doing in our lives, personally, but also corporately. But we're saying, but God, what are you doing here? Because you brought us to this place, and you're setting us up for this next season, and we have a part to play in what you're doing. And that's what we're tuning into, and that's what we're wanting to invest into. We're not asking you for money. We're inviting you to steward the resources of heaven that God has placed in your care. And this is every part of who you are. But it's in order that we as a community can be carried by the wind of god into the next place that we have has for us and i want to please 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 do not give out of guilt or condemnation or obligation just please don't like if you're just like oh here we go again church asking for money please don't give like i really mean it because that that will it will not honor you it will not honor god it will not honor what he's doing so if you're like, no, I don't, I don't want to give, I, guess I probably should, just don't, like, it, it will just, nothing good will come from that. So just, but if you're like, you know what, God, I feel like you're saying this, and oh my gosh, or I feel like, God, I'm just, you know, I've got an attitude in my heart when it comes to the church and money, go and deal with that, like, go and deal with that thing, because as I said before, it's like, we never ask people for money, we, we're giving opportunity, and again, this isn't me asking you for money, it's us saying, what are you doing, Lord, And all of us going, yeah, I feel like you want me to invest into that, Lord. So, yeah, we'll all step forward and we'll all put in. It's not coming into my pocket. (laughs) And all the money that comes through this will go into what we're doing specifically in different areas. So it isn't about taking away from everything that god is doing and making this the main thing but it is something that god corporately has provisioned us with so it's something that corporately we need to be responsible with there is a corporate responsibility to steward a corporate season now i wonder now if amy and uh, and matt could hand out we've got some little info form things that just talk about some of the areas that we're wanting to raise the money for you'll see a number at the bottom. so this is not an exhaustive list this is not specifics of things i do want to say i I promise you that every dollar that gets given there is a separate account for the home fund everything that gets put in there gets spent on on these areas but it is things like seating uh floor coverings so we're not going to do carpet or anything we're just going to do big rugs yes ones that don't move Um, so sound and lighting kind of media stuff again we're not going crazy with those sorts of things but just so you can hear things and see things the bathrooms so again God has provided abundantly for all of the um, construction side of things which again is, is a whole nother level of crazy provision from the Lord for the renovation side so this is not you know putting in tap fittings and things, that stuff's covered, but this is all of the kind of beautiful decorative items that you want just to make the place feel like home. Um, And that's for this toilet block here as well as the toilets in the hall. Um, So the foyer fit out, so just cafe space and tables and things like that. Uh, Signage around the place. So again, we'll get signs up. Uh, But you'll see the amount there, $50,000, which to me seems like a lot of money Maybe it doesn't to you, but I'm like, that's a lot of money. Um, And it's what we feel like God said. We'll trust Him to provide. It's not on your back or on your shoulders. Don't feel the weight of anything. As I said, please do not feel obligated to do it. Um, But please spend this week inquiring of the Lord as to what He, if anything, would desire for you to invest financially into this okay can I lift off like is that have I made it clear that there is no obligation on you so if anything's going through your mind here we go like it's not it's not what we do we don't we just don't we don't want obligated money we want like cheerful joyful absolutely man I I want to do that and not a selfish game because God says this amount this is what I want you to give not because oh yeah and I'll get a plaque on the back of my chair you know yeah absolutely there you go gold throne so this again is something that's huge for us and there's a danger in a lack of ownership in our community because of the way that god has provided for us so again we didn't do a building program we didn't you know raise a bunch of money to buy this place we didn't raise a bunch of money to pay for the fit out of this place there is so much where god has for all of us said boom crazy provision it's like, oh, cool. But what we want to do is say, but, but Lord, what can I do to put in? Because this is something that you've given for me. To, I want to have ownership over it. Like, that's why I love. I spent a week last week, Andrew and I, I'm up in a scissor lift installing stuff. But, like, I love getting my hands invested into it. Because I mean, this is my land. This is my place. When we come across injured animals, like, I'll take them to the vet. Because I'm like, I'm stewarding, like, this is god's place i'm just and for me that's a huge part of it is everything that we're doing that we're caring and loving for this place that god has given us not because we love the place because we love the lord and the lord has given us this place you know as i said i, I talk about you know daniel i love how he really values what he's doing and his creativeness comes out but i'm like i trust it's like it's like he, he cares about what he's doing and you'll notice it when we're down there next week. He's like, "Wow, just the the craftsmanship and everything. It's just, but it's organic and it's raw and it's real. But it's investment of someone. That's someone's. That's not just your hand. It's your heart being being put in. And you know, Grant was in. Grant had a couple of days we didn't have work this week in painting. And now again, a monotonous, boring job. But it's like it's putting your self into what God is doing there. And there's always more painting. So you get any moment, like just." Take the opportunity, for Kev's sake, um, paint. All right, won't you join me in prayer? Thank you, Father. Well, Father, we just pray, God, even though I said it with my words, we just pray, Holy Spirit, you just lift off anything, God, of a sense of condemnation or guilt or oppression or obligation. Father, anything where the enemy would try and twist my words, Father, anything where that even that spiritual Leviathan, Lord, would try and twist things, God, even as we leave, Lord, anything of our past of wounding, God, anything even, Father, where maybe we have been mistreated in this area, Lord. Of, of financial giving and investment, Father. Lord, we just pray for any area of our hearts that need healing, God, that you would do that work supernaturally this week, Lord. That we'd not just inquire of you as to, Lord, what do you want me to invest? But Father, we would inquire of you, as is, and is there anything in my heart that would inhibit my investment, that would inhibit my stewardship of this season, Lord? And Father, we just thank you for what you're doing amongst us, God. And Lord, I, I just know it's not us doing it, Lord. We're not trying to push something forward we don't have these plans and ideas that we're trying to make happen lord it's like you're doing it father you're doing it daddy you're building this thing it's like wow and we just get to be with you and the freedom that comes from just watching you do what you do lord and saying god can i you know it's like i see with my kids and like Dad, can i can i hold that for you while you hammer it in or can i can i help carry that it's all we're doing lord it's just your children enjoying what you're doing, seeing what the Father's doing, like, man, I want to be part of that. So we thank you, Father. We thank you for all that you've provided up until this point, Lord. And Father, we continue. There's no fear here. We're not trying to, what if we don't meet the mark, Lord? We're just being obedient. And we trust your provision. Continued, Lord. But Father, more than just for the stuff, God, we want your presence. We want, we want you just to be close to you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. Awesome. Bless you, guys. So, next week, um, I I went over time. Uh, Next week, we're going to meet down in the the new auditorium down there. We're going to worship together, have morning tea, and we're going to have that will be the opportunity where we'll get to just put in so there'll be slips there where you can do online giving or bring cash or credit card set up there'll be website everything will be organized on that end um, but just really just want to encourage you and again if you feel like God says don't give anything that's that's a good answer and you need to be obedient to that Um, so yeah love you guys we're excited for the journey ahead amen